You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Oh, yes, sir. We're back. And boy, we're feeling good today. I got to ask you, is there anything better than beating the Americans? Nope. Nope. I agree. Nope. What a game yesterday as Team Canada comes through. Overcomes a couple of early goals from the Americans, and hey, gold medal game on your Thursday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Love to see you. Welcome inside. It's the big show. My name is Matt Rose. I'm so happy to be back. I missed all of you so much. Welcome back. The listeners, Patty Dumas, Alex Brody, GVP, all my boys. Russick, too. He'll be back later <laughs> next week, but whatever. That was fun. That was. Canada. On to the next. We're going to get into the Team Canada story quite a bit uh, over the progress of the show today. Jason Buchel is going to join us right around 8. We love when Book stops by. Oh, yeah. He was in the barn yesterday. He called me uh, <laughs> right around 4.30 when they were just getting ready for the anthems. And I could hear the crowd in the background oh, just bubbling. They were Just loud. getting ready to go. <laughs> and sure enough, uh, came through. It was awfully quiet for a second. Yeah. For a few minutes there yeah. after the Americans buried a couple, <laughs> but Canada continued to press through the Connor Bedard line with Joshua Roy and Logan mm-hmm. Stanko. Good WHL boy. Love to see it. Fantilli played well. It was, I I was, the, it was the waiting. That he's got. We were waiting. Like It was just Bedard, 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 and nothing, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no. It was what we needed against the toughest opponent in this tournament so far. They had. Bedard had one goal. Mm-hmm. Everybody else stepped up. Little controversy. We'll get into that, but still, that was a win. Yeah, that was a big win. Yeah, just throw the rule book at him. Just Here you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you can't do that, guys. Too bad. You can't put uh, your stick in a guy's gut. Yeah, too bad. Uh, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Canada wins six two over the United States of America, uh, and now they will play a Boxing Day rematch mm-hmm. for the gold medal as Czechia. That outstanding goaltender, Suchanik. <laughs> Suhanik. He drafted uh, yet? Uh, actually, no. Oh. He's not. Eligible? He is, uh, I believe he's actually free agent eligible. Ooh. I think he's been through the draft twice already. Okay. But he's been really good in the tournament so far. Mm-hmm. And the Czechia team has, just as a whole, uh, I think really impressed. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a team that wasn't necessarily a favorite going <clears throat> in. You had Canada, and they had all the studs, and the Americans had... Snoogaroo. They weren't even saving in their group. And they end up winning it. No, they weren't. <laughs> they really weren't. And like you mentioned, they end up winning a couple of big games yeah. in the round robin. And uh, of course, getting the, the big overtime win against uh, the Swedes. <laughs> Left it late to tie it. Left it late to win it, too. <laughs> yeah. And that's a Sweden team that knocked out Finland shorthanded yep. uh, as well late in that uh, quarterfinal matchup. Yep. So you got to be careful whenever Sweden is on uh, on the uh, on the ice. And man, I've I've really enjoyed watching this tournament. Uh, I know that it's it's not always um, the cup of tea mm-hmm. for everybody, but for me, that Canada USA game, whether it's New Year's Eve in the round robin yep. or they meet early on in the middle round, or or if we ever get another blessing, uh, they meet for the gold medal game. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're must watch nope. for me, and they're yep. some of my favorite games every single year. And you know that they're going to play each other every single year yep. at this tournament at least once, mm-hmm. usually. Yep. 
and and it's one of my favorite games all year long. Yeah, there's always something to talk about for sure coming out of these games, whether it's a you know an epic five four overtime game or you know with, with the 2010 final in Saskatoon or or last night where you know it was they get behind early two nothing. It's like oh boy, U.S. was rolling. Canada looked like crap for about the first 12 minutes of that game. Down nine nothing in shots. Yeah. Five minutes in, yeah. had already taken a penalty. Yeah, and uh, you know it was. The, the, the you know guys like Adam Fantilli, the other guys that had to step up, and you know, Bedard obviously getting the first goal, getting that thing started, getting that that barn rocking again because it was yeah. silent. It was from. Well, oh, yeah. I was just gonna say yeah. there was a couple of hits. Yeah. After that second goal for the Americans, mm-hmm. that I thought kind of got the crowd yeah. back into it and really allowed the Canadians yep. to kind of slow the momentum yep. for the Americans. Yeah, they they score the three unanswered there to get uh, get the lead, and then uh, you know Ch- uh, Jackson Blake, son of. Uh, son of Jason Blake, yes, uh, the big old rear end in uh, Milich's uh, his face there, and uh, you know, it, like he's in the crease. That's the that's the main thing. If he was outside the crease, maybe be a little bit more. But the, the rule book says, you especially know, in IHF, it's yeah. different from the NHL yeah. rules. Basically, if you've got a foot mm-hmm. in the crease, done. Nope. Rules done. Yep. Don't worry about it. The, yep. If you touch the goaltender, it's yep. off. Yeah, it's too bad. And that's exactly what we saw mm-hmm. on the goal. It was a really nice play. Yeah. And if you're in the NHL. That's a goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But in IHF rules, that's not. And frankly, the second one was even more egregious of you can't you can't no, no, shovel no. the goalie into the net. You're <laughs> not allowed to do that in any league. No. <laughs> no, no. And I think that you saw on Twitter there a lot of the Americans uh, maybe that have a little more NHL perspective on things. Um, got a little... Uh, guest little, coming uh, up at maybe. Uh, 7 o'clock. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe a little... Like, come on. I know you guys don't you know always watch this type of tournament, but I know it's tough for them to watch this tournament as... Uh, uh, Greg Wyshynski said yesterday, "Is uh, not many people own the NHL Network in the in the United States, and yeah. uh, so that was the only way you could watch this tournament." Yeah, and that's tough. And Frank Cervalli is going to join us just after mm-hmm. seven o'clock. We're stoked to be back, man. We got a great show. I love Thursdays; they're always mm-hmm. a ton of fun. Frank stops by from the Daily Faceoff. Yep. He'll join us just after seven as we kick off hour number two of the program today. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. He's got some great stories coming out every day as they're yep. highlighting some things as we do mm-hmm. draw near March 3rd this year. So yep. we're still a, a couple of months. 59 days. Only 59 days, yeah. hey? <laughs> every time I see Ryan Pinder, he's like, hey, 90 days till the Jays opener. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so close. Yeah, that's no, terrifying. I know, that is terrifying. But yeah, trade deadline's coming up even sooner than the Jays home opener. So looking forward to that. Uh, Ross Tucker. Mm-hmm. The NFL analyst from Westwood One, even Money Betting Podcast, uh, myfrontpagestory.com. Uh, we'll be talking to him about the NFL. It's the final week of the regular mm-hmm. season. There is a lot to get to on the field. I don't know if we're going to spend a lot of time talking about everything that happened with the Bills and the Bengals mm-hmm. game with DeMar Hamlin. Um, obviously, it was just jarring to watch. And. It does sound yeah. like he's started to make a, a little bit, even if it's incremental, yep. kind of progress towards the good direction um, and and just constantly thinking about that guy and, mm-hmm. and really the Bills and, and the Bengals and how they're going to go through this. But we'll we'll get a quick thought from Ross on that. And we'll also look at the Week 18 slate because there's some massive games. Yeah, there is uh, still some divisions to be decided. Uh, Jags-Titans Saturday. Yeah. Like, when was the last time you were fired up for Jags-Titans? Still not fired up. 
It's I, Tennessee, I, man. I it's okay, Tennessee. Okay, okay, fine. But it's the Jags. <laughs> it's the Jags that are getting me fired that, up, for uh, no, sure. Yeah, yeah. 100%. You got it's Buck not, Aikman on the call yeah, in I Jacksonville. I don't care about the Titans. <laughs> I, my it's fantasy season is over, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> whatever happens to Derrick Henry next, I could care less. He, he might play, but I think he needs to play. But yeah, no, I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a division that needs to decide. The NFC East, can the Eagles blow this thing? Yeah. Ross Tucker is in Philly. He calls Eagles games, or he does his pre, the pregame for the Eagles. Sure. Like that's a that's a scary thought, and Jalen Hurts might not go this week either. The Cowboys have a chance to win the entire NFC. Yeah, <laughs> like how did that happen, Philly? Pardon me, I go away for two weeks, and you guys botch this whole thing. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah. So we'll get into all that with Ross Tucker. Really excited, and uh, we'll also bring you our big bets mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. around seven thirty. Uh, I'm actually really excited because. Canada won, which means we do get to chat with Jason Bukala, and we're going to talk to him about the two Flames prospect that were in the tournament, Topi Roni of Finland mm-hmm. and William Stromgren of Sweden. Mixed results, I think I would say, for the two Flames prospects, mm-hmm. um, but we'll get his thought on that. And, of course, the one thing we talked about ahead of the tournament starting, when you look at the 2023 draft class, which... I don't know if it's really relevant to Flames fans, but mm-hmm. it should be because this is going to be a draft class that even if you don't have a high pick, it's going to be one that you oh, yeah. talk about and you hear about for years and years and years to come just with how much talent is in it. Jason talked about how many players there were from the upper end of the draft that are actually at this tournament, mm-hmm. which is kind of rare. Yeah. Because you can think about it. It's a U-20 tournament. Mm-hmm. You got to be, what, U-18, your 18-year-old season mm-hmm. to be drafted. Yep. It's early for these guys to be here, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of them this season. Uh, at this tournament, and we'll get his thoughts on if anybody's really moved up or down. Like, I don't know. As someone who does enjoy analyzing the draft yeah. and trying to get an idea on prospects and figuring out how things are going to fall when it does roll around after free agency or prior to free agency, yeah. you know, we, you you enjoy going through it all, but how much does a tournament like this really raise or lower a guy's rankings? We talked yeah. about it before the draft. You yeah. said Tim Stutzla was a guy that really shone at mm-hmm. this tournament. And that opened up a lot of eyes. And I wonder if it's something that has to do with, you know, him being on Germany. Yeah. A team that, you know, much like this year, not expected to do a lot, but he really was outstanding for them that year with like JJ Paterka. There was a couple other guys on that team as well. And they really stood out. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, Stutzla second overall to the Senators. And I don't know if you saw that goal he scored or the goal he set up the other day. Yes. Where he basically yeah. dances around the entire <laughs> zone between his yeah. legs off the boards and then right to the yeah. slot for a bingo. But yeah. he's playing really well. I, so I think this is what, uh, heading in, you, you, I don't know why there was talk, but like maybe like, who could Leo Carlson perhaps? You know, I don't think anybody. Could he take over Connor Bedard? Yeah, I there was There, there was, was some rumbling. Like, I don't right? know. Because like, I don't think anybody wanted like, because it's such a great draft. And they, they, I don't think anybody wanted to say, okay, well, there's there's one guy at the top. I think I nowadays now looking back, like, there is the one guy, and it is Connor Bedard, and then it's gonna be the, it's gonna be fun to watch how the, the rest of the draft shakes up. Like obviously the Russians not being here, they're hurt by obviously what's happening uh, geopolitically and sure. at this tournament. Like what you're gonna do with the players and whatnot. Sweden, Leo Carlson was this a tournament he could step up? Adam Fantilli, uh, you know I thought he was all right, but I mean it's. Google has said it in the past here with this draft class. You're going to find a star in the, at least in the with, with first 15 picks. Probably you're going to find a star. You can't miss in the top dozen, basically. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're one of those teams who ends up with a high pick and you get like uh, like what the Senators pulled a couple years mm-hmm. ago when they drafted Boucher, who I believe is at this tournament. 
and playing for the Americans. Mm-hmm. But when they drafted him, he was like a guy that had been projected like middle, late, second round, and they took him top 10. Yeah. You don't want that to happen this year. No. I, you, if you're a fan base, I don't want no. my team picking a sleeper in the fifth, no. fifth, fifth. If this, pick is, someone, this is best player pick, available. Pick someone yeah. that everybody knows is good. Don't galaxy brain yourself yeah. on this. No. So, it, like, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. There's, yeah. Like, we talk about oh, the 03 draft, but it's like, could it be like, can you say, oh, there's 10 legit superstars in that draft? Hmm. Maybe I don't know, but yeah, to go yeah, back and you do have to go a, back and a, do a, a big deep it, dive. But, but yeah, this draft, I mean, it's the billing, and it's it's the first you know full year these guys have been out of COVID mm-hmm. to get into the full full swing of things. So yeah, I'm excited to this draft class for sure, and it's and Books will break it down here in a bit. The other thing that I wanted to ask him about, and he wanted to talk about it at the last meeting, but we ran out of time. Mm. Um, the scouting meetings, yeah, January for NHL clubs. It's that time of year where we get into scouting meetings, um, whether they are amateur, whether they are pro, mm-hmm. the GM, all the scouts to get together and they chat. And we're going to ask Jason, what goes into that? Especially if you're a team like the Calgary Flames. Mm-hmm. You're kind of in and out of a playoff spot. You're definitely looking for a little bit more scoring. Maybe someone a little bit depth down the blue line. How would you go about those kind of scouting meetings? And what are they like? Mm-hmm. Are they hostile? <laughs> are they... Chummy? Does everybody get their word in? Who knows? I know he's talked about it in Florida and said there's a little bit of a uh, sometimes a little difference a lot of opinion. Of, a lot of scouts end up straight up quitting because <laughs> they were like, I've given you so much on this guy and you didn't take him. Yeah, sure. And like, what have I done for the last eight, nine months of my life? And 100%. for you to go and take this guy, it sucks a lot. And I get it, it's not the scouts. Scout's job to go find these guys, but it's not their job to pick. But it, it does. It does. I can get being the life of a scout can be a, a thankless not job. Very thankless. 100%. Yeah. Um, you know, every once in a while. Because they cre- they'll credit the GM. Yeah. They'll credit the coach. But they'll never go like, sometimes like, yo, this is a great, great find from the European scouts of the 100%. Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, like it's. Here, perfect yeah. <laughs> example. Pavel Dadsuk. We all know the story about how he got yeah. drafted. There was a Detroit scout that went to see him. A whole bunch of scouts didn't mm-hmm. want to go see him. There was a big snowstorm in the whole nine yards. Yeah. We all know the story. What was the scout's name? Nope. Anybody? Anybody? Other room? No? Not no, no clue. No? Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Checks out. Point proof. They yeah. don't get the love. Mm-hmm. So it's a thankless job. We'll ask Jason a little bit about it coming up. Um, we got a few more minutes here before we mm. do get to the morning report. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you. Uh, while I was gone, the Flames played four games. The Flames played four games. They won two of them. They lost two of them. Mm-hmm. And they were outscored by zero goals. Perfect even differential. How about that? Four one-goal games while I was away. Just n- keep it the same. Don't change. Don't <laughs> score a lot. Make sure they're all close. Yep. Um, the one against Winnipeg, the, the latest of that. You know, Connor Hellebuck against Jacob Markstrom, toe-to-toe. Mm-hmm. Hellebuck probably gets the edge, as he's doing to a lot of goaltenders this year. Probably my Vesna favorite coming out of the West right now. Mm-hmm. But if you're the Flames, you're looking at this and saying, hmm, do we need to change this? Do we need to infuse a little bit of offense? How much do we need to infuse mm-hmm. if we decide that's right? Or... As a team that's like leading the league in posts, <laughs> should we just stay the course? Because at this time, our group is learning to play in tight games. Mm-hmm. They're learning that if you make a mistake in these tight games late, a lot of the Jets game, 
you'll end up leaving with no points. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it's what you're going to need to be doing in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But you want to be scoring. But they're in a playoff spot. I don't know. I just him and Ha on this so much. I go back and forth every day when it's this team, whether they're winning 3-2, losing 3-2, 2-1, whatever it may be. Do they need scoring? Or do I actually think that this is going to be a group that can push it over the top? Because, yeah. I don't know, I look at it and I'm... I look and I don't go, this guy's got to go. This guy can't play. This guy's no good. Like, I no. I think they've got players that can play. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those years where they're going posting out rather than <laughs> posting in, which was not the case last season. No, uh, it's it, it's a lot of... Like, it, it's... It, it, like Manjapane is not scoring. That's thirty-five goals from last year. Uh, you know, Dubé's not on. Like, it's all plays yeah. around the net that yeah. you see from Manj, and you're like, that was in last year. Yeah, that was in last, year. and it rolls off his stick. A lot of bad luck. A lot of like, it, it, it's January fifth. Chemistry. I don't know. I've never played the game. I don't know how long it takes for for lines to click and find it. I'm sure it takes more than a. And we've heard it from from people on this radio station, from people abroad on Sportsnet. Is it, it could take. It could take almost a year for this whole thing to click. Um, but in an NHL where, you know, this team relies on playoff revenue and that's what the goal is every year for this team, like it does. It's 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 a little worry. It is worrisome. It's not a little worrisome. It is yeah. worrisome for sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're you're handcuffed with the summer with what was handed to you. And you Bradtree Living could have easily said, I'm done. This is whatever. I'm going to. Mm-hmm. We're just going to focus on rebuilding and maybe just focus on the 2023 draft here and get something and, and whatnot. But it's Canada. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. You can't straight up and say, I'm going to take a year off and figure it out because this team was uh, one of the best regular seasons ever. Uh, and a, a, a crazy, insane second round series that, albeit five games, it was just, it was just stupid how that series went. Uh, it was very NHL playoffs. Very NHL playoffs. You just never know. And it's, it is frustrating, and I, I I completely get what Tree Living did in the summer, and we all applauded him. Everybody mm-hmm. across yeah, the league. Yeah, 100%. It was just like, because... But now the question is, what happens yeah. next, right? It's and, like, okay, well, they're here. Now everybody's just, like, I don't know. It's like... I don't know. Here's the thing for me. The one place that I look up up front is obviously Milan Lucic playing with Kadri yeah. and Huberto. But I will add, I've actually been very impressed with how he's played there. He is... I thought they were okay until this last game. I thought they did not play very well together as a line uh, against Winnipeg. Uh, outside of a little bit of a flurry there at the end of the first period, Lucic had a nice shot uh, mm-hmm. on the net. Uh, but outside of that, Huberto had a, had a really good shot in the third period. Good chance to get that thing by Hellebuck right in his gush. He shot, though. He shot. <laughs> he shot because probably he didn't have anybody pass to because he did be behind him. <laughs> but, you know, it's like Huberto's not a scorer. He's never been a goal scorer, mm-hmm. and that's what that team's missing right now. Is that 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 guy that can just put it away? And right frankly, now. it's it, usually Tyler Toffoli for this team, or it has been this year. Cadre's <laughs> been that guy at moments, yep. but they haven't necessarily had someone who's yeah, get, always been the guy at the killer instinct. And last yep. year, it was you knew who it was. Yeah, and Lindholm is obviously struggling here without those guys on his line, big that's time. An adjustment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's a guy that had 40 goals last year. So it's it's whether it has to be through a trade, uh, and we know how tough that's going to be. Mm-hmm. We know how tough that is right now. I mean, Jacob Verano went through waivers. Nobody wanted to pick that money up, and that guy can score. When healthy, he can score. 
Yeah, but he just also. I'm not went, saying like yeah. a team like Flames should be going out and picking a guy. I like wasn't Verana. surprised Verena didn't went through. Like that's a guy who's just coming out of the player yeah. assistance program. Yeah, exactly. And I think it was Detroit. It was like, well, yeah, we'll we'll keep him. We lose him, we keep him. But again, I think they, they got a whole bunch of guys coming back from yeah. injury right now. But so the, their rosters, but mess, right but. now, there's just trying to, you know, Matthew Phillips is not gonna obviously he's not working out here on the. He's not gonna find his way into that, and he's not gonna play in elevated roles right now. I think that if. Enough guys Given get injured, chance. he yeah. would. Given a chance, but until then, probably. Yeah. you're probably not going to see it. Yeah, which is unfortunate mm-hmm. because you might actually have something there. Yeah, scored but again last night uh, at the AHL level. Yeah, against Abbotsford Connects. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Like, I look at that and I say perhaps that could be something. Jacob Pelche, perhaps that could be Pelche something. Pelche is a name. But yeah. Are either of those going to jump into your top six and replace Milan Lucic and put him back in the bo- on the fourth line where? He still continues to help you be a presence and a force, but is maybe a little bit more suited to some of that lesser ice time and not getting all those strong shifts and important shifts with the big guys. Like I said, I haven't minded him in that role, Mm -hmm. but it continues to emphasize that you actually do need to add something in that spot on the right side of that line because I actually liked how the rest of it is kind of started to fold. Dubé's been good with Lindholm. I haven't minded it. Granted, the production has been down to Foley's. Been fine. Mm-hmm. I actually very much like the Manjapani backland Coleman line. Shocking to very little people because it worked last year as and exactly, well. And it's not a line we should be relying on for scoring. No, but you also still want some goals Timely scoring and yeah. like chipping in depth scoring. That's the depth. That's their role. That is the depth. Goal. Like when the top... Two lines aren't clicking. It's on you guys. And you know, Backlund scored the only goal there, uh, or he had a goal there on uh, on uh, on Wednesday Big as one. well. Zadorovil scored. Yeah, stopped on a two on one. Uh, yeah, it's. I don't know. <laughs> like I, I don't want to trade the twenty twenty three first round pick if I'm the Flames because this draft is too good, and you never know what could happen in the second half of the year. Boom, you get a couple of injuries down the stretch, and who knows what happens, right? So, but what else? What else can get moved right now? I mean, you're going to be taking, like, does anybody out there, like, do you want, is, are we moving, are you moving a Jacob Pelcher? Are you moving Matthew Phillips? Are you moving a Con- uh, Connor Zari mm-hmm. or uh, something like that? Or is it something, like, because I don't think you could take anything off this current roster right now because. The other thing, too, like, is if you're making a deal, what, how does the money work? Yeah. Like, the, like, the thing is, and that's the thing, somebody off this roster would have to go to move that money. Unless you. You, you don't necessarily have the Tyler Pitlick money that you had last year you can move out. Like, there's the Kevin Rooney money, but that's already buried in the AHL. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, I, you'll, you're you probably more up to well, on the LTIR than I saw. Like, is, is Shillington an eligibility for an LTIR? I have no idea what. Or does it have I, to be more of a, I, I, I more stuff on it? listed as a non-roster player right now, if I'm not mistaken. So, I don't, he's not on LTIR. So, the team is gathering. Yeah. The, they're accruing cap space. Right now, Cap Friendly says they're expected to have... $6.28 million available at the deadline. Okay. If they continue to not have to put anybody on LTIR, uh, Shillington's on injured reserve right now for what okay. it's worth, but not LTIR. Okay. Um, but that that's something that you kind of look at, like six and a half, six point three. That's, yeah, that's a player. That's a that's a y- you could do something with that. Yeah. You could do a couple things with that and depending on how much you, capital you want to move out. You right? need to go find a you need to go find somebody to play with Zadorov on that bottom pair. Yeah, Stone is Stone is not the is right anymore. Amazing seventh band. Yep. But if he has to play like a month Every straight day, it starts to wear. He's under ten minutes against Winnipeg. Yeah, you can't. You can't have. You a def- need more than that. No. 
Um, and they're not getting it from Mackey's not doing anything. De Simone, there's nothing Gilbert. in the AHL. No, not yet. Gilbert's hurt. De Simone's been up, and we've seen what that is. Jeremy Poirier is like kind of like an Oliver Shillington style, and needs to cook in the AHL yeah. for that's a guy next much year. more time. Next year, I would call even up. be very... maybe a call up next year, perhaps maybe while he's still exempt from waivers. But mm-hmm. yeah, hard to say. But that's that's still like a two three year thing away. You figure. But yeah, it's trying to find somebody. I, 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 Radko Gudis was a name I saw on the text line. Oh, interesting. Go back to Florida, perhaps. The one guy I've looked at is Luke Shen. Luke Shen, of course. Yeah, of course. 850K. Third rounder would probably get it done. Daryl Sutter loves him. He's the offhand of Nikita Zadorov. Yeah. To me, he basically would replace what Eric Gabranson did last yeah. year. Yeah. He'd be yeah. your third pair guy. He'd skate 15 minutes a night. He'd punch people in the face when he was called upon mm-hmm. because he can actually fight. Mm-hmm. Zadorov. <laughs> Will, but it looks not pretty when he does. <laughs> Shen, different story. No, Luke Shen is a... a ter- Hits people, kills penalties, block shots, yeah. leader in the room, all those types of things. But I think you look at, like, Travis Konechny is one guy. he's a UFA at the end of the year. There you go, yeah. Uh, Travis Konechny is a guy I, I would look in the top six. Sure. If you really want to spend, I could see it. Um, That's uh, going to cost. That might cost you your first. He's kind of in that second tier, right? Yeah. Like, if you're looking at your top tier of your Taves, your Canes, you know. O'Reilly, if healthy. healthy. Well, yeah, he's out, what, four weeks in Tarasenko six? I might have that backwards, but those two. uh, Right around the deadline. Barbashev would be kind of one of those guys in that next tier that we were just talking about as well. I don't know. It's one of those things we're going to continue to look into Mm -hmm. as we get closer and closer Mm -hmm. to this deadline and and start to dissect things. Mm -hmm. And we also know. The Brad Tree Living doesn't necessarily love to wait until the deadline. If no, he can, he likes, to get these guys, Day. he likes to get these guys in a little bit early and try yeah. and get a little... Acclimated. Kind of, yeah, beat the bidding, beat the, the kind of craziness well, yeah, that comes on deadline day. With like, I'm, I'm in the boat of moving the deadline up a little bit because it's, it's just... I, I was it, surprised at how late it was this It year. doesn't give you enough runway with these guys. It's like maximum 15 games probably you have with your player that you've got and... Maybe a little more if uh, if you get into the playoffs. It's and that's why I like Tafoli. You got him an extra month ahead mm-hmm. of everything, everything. And you, you saw him. He got in. The chemistry worked well, and you know it, it worked well. It was it was like a you know, hand fit in a glove. It was perfect for Tafoli getting him in a month ahead of the deadline. I'm yeah. pretty sure. So, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, we'll continue to monitor for you guys, mm-hmm. and every time that we have an idea, we'll bring it to the air, <laughs> whether it's good or whether it's bad. Because that's what we do. Um, before we go to break, I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Hokan Anderson. Do you know who Hokan Anderson is, Patty? No. That would be the scout that went and uh, scouted Pavel oh. Thanks to Andrew for uh, Googling there that. There you first. go. Always love the text line, 960-960. Today, I don't really have anything to give away, but I, I'm asking you. A Canadian win over the Americans is as sweet as blank. Our text line question today: A win over the Americans is as sweet as blank. Uh, we'll read some of your texts after the morning report. We'll maybe ask some of our guests. Jason's Canadian, so we'll definitely ask him. But we'll see about Frank and and Ross Tucker. That'll that'll sort <laughs> itself out as we move on. My name is Matt Rose. Back, Patty Dumas across from me. Dumas, Dumas, Dumas. I've been away for a little, you can tell. <laughs> GVP and Alex Brody in the other room. We're having some fun this morning. Stick around. Sports at 960 The Fan. Good morning. Welcome back to the program. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. It's a big show. Russick and Rose. One of us is back, and it's not George. Oh, wow. 
Oh. Oh, Toronto. <laughs> you got to use it or you lose it. We don't do that here. <laughs> uh, but Georgie will be back next week. <laughs> yeah. We're looking forward yeah. to his return. Yeah. He's, uh, listen, family's important. And as someone who just had a little bit of a rest myself, it's important to be rested and ready to do this thing. That's, we're getting a, we're gonna get a slog here. Yeah. See you next year. <laughs> See you next year, Georgie. Yeah, we are in a bit of a slog. Flames are gonna go out on a little roadie here in uh, just a moment. We're gonna have the what is it? All star break just at the start of February. There, the Flames are actually gonna have a huge break because their bye week is is on one side of that all star yeah. break as well. So that'll be a nice big breather for really the team. Um, but up until then, the grind, it continues. Uh, a couple of off days for the Flames. It's been very strange. They played back on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off. Back on it. Granted, Friday. although they do practice. And then uh, Friday, they'll play the New York Islanders. Yeah, we, we call it off days, but they're still working. Matt Barzell, um, Brock Nelson. Noah oh, Dobson. Noah Dobson, Cal Clutterbuck, the guy in Ilya Sorokin, <laughs> another Vesna. How about that? Back to back Vesna caliber goaltenders for the yeah. Calgary Flames. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it might be tough to score again. <laughs> great, great, <laughs> great, great. Uh, hey, you got some notes from practice, right? Yeah. Well, let's do that in the yeah, morning report sure. then. It's brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs because they'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. I don't know what that one. <laughs> Canada and the <laughs> all right, Canada and the U.S. Uh, they only know how to play games and leave people talking to the World Juniors. Yeah. Flames they hold an off ice workout and an update on Demar Hamlin. It's time for your morning report. Flames enjoying uh, a couple days off while they held an off ice workout yesterday as they get ready for the New York Islanders on Friday. Dropped three two decision on Tuesday to the Jets. Their seventeenth one goal loss of the season. Uh, but while calls grow grow for more scoring help. Nazem Kadri still has faith in the scores that they have in the dressing room. Yeah, I don't think you go out there and say, hey, we, we got to score three goals tonight or whatever the case may be. I think you just try to execute the, the offensive game plan as, as best as possible. And, you know, we got guys in there that can uh, score goals. So I don't think that's that's an issue. They're scoring goals. The thing is, they have, like, I believe around the same amount of goals for as they did last year. But it's a whole perspective thing because they're not keeping them out of their net right now. I mean, not like they weren't. Now it's a little bit better, but it's all perspective where it was last year. It's sem- similar scoring it was last year, but not in the same type of way. Flames goal differential. Could you guess it right now? It's a single digit. Eight. It's one. One. It's plus one. That's kind of how the year has gone. They've played more one-goal games by anybody in yep. the NHL. I don't know the count by 24, now. 24, I believe. I don't know who's second, but I would argue that the Flames have started to get a little bit of a lead in that category uh-huh. over the last two weeks with four more in the bag. They know that they got scores in that room. Mm-hmm. If you're them, you just got to keep chipping away because the thing is you're not getting your doors blown off. You're playing pretty good. You're playing close games. You're just not scoring like you might have done last year. Yeah. And like we've heard a lot over the last couple weeks, hopefully that'll get you ready for the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Daryl says it's a 3-2 league and uh, more from Nazem Kadri here. Uh, an- another issue that's been kind of pops up from time to time is how mm. the mindset of the team is late in games. Mm. And here's uh, Nazem Kadri on being comfortable late in contests. 
course. Uh, you know, we, we struggled with that early on, but uh, just took a little bit um, to get comfortable with. And I think, uh, as you guys said, lately we've uh, we've been better, and we look to get better in, in the future. So, you know, down the stretch, you know, for for a for a playoff push and into the playoffs. I mean, those one get goal games, just uh, you know, being comfortable in those situations, I think is uh, is, a, is a big big time key. How do you get comfortable? Like, you should be comfortable. You've played mm-hmm. in the league a long time. It shouldn't be such a, you know, like a like a fire drill type sequence there in the ends of games like for, for this team. I, I, they've got guys that have played in big spots. So, I don't know. It, it feels like it, late it's, it's different, though, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I, I can subscribe to that because yeah. I think that there's a lot of differences okay. this team compared to last year. Yes, you've been doing the job for a long time, but anytime you move, there's a little bit of an adjustment rate, some time to get comfortable, mm-hmm. whether it's your working space, your coworkers, whatever it may be. It takes a little while to get used to it. So I do feel like they've gotten better in kind of locking things down late. Like, you know, early on in the season, this team had a two-goal lead in the third period. You mm-hmm. felt pretty good about betting the opposition money line and yeah. getting a nice little plus 150 or something there, right? Mm-hmm. It hasn't been the case as much lately. And I know Sam Gagne scores a late goal, six minutes left against the Jets and ends up taking the two points from the Flames in that contest. But it's small details, right? Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show how much every one little matters. And on that particular play, didn't get out to the point mm-hmm. to block shots, yep. which I feel like has been a bit of an issue for some of the wingers for the Flames all year long, just covering defensemen. Yeah, Heinola had... Way too much space to slap that thing. If you're a defenseman yeah. Yeah. and you're tied up with someone in front of the net, you can jam the guy, but given the rule changes with cross-checking and everything, there is a limit to how much you can do in a battle in front of the net these mm-hmm. days. So if your winger isn't getting out and blocking those shots, you're going to find yourself in trouble more often than not. Yeah, uh, Noah Hannafin uh, here's uh, had some good words on trying to just keep the group positive right now as they... Uh, you know, playing these close games and not getting any points to show for it. You know, we're positive in here. We know we got a good team, and you know, it's a huge month for us. And you know, we got uh, 11 games this month, and, and you know, a few long road trips. So, just trying to build our game and, and uh, have a really good month and put ourselves in a good spot at the All Star break. Yeah, 11 more games uh, this month, and uh, one more at home before heading out on what could be a pretty massive road trip as we get closer and closer to that All Star break. They'll have their bye week, uh, I believe, before the All-Star break, uh, which is uh, February 2nd to February 4th. Uh, but this Central Division road trip, I mean, it's not exactly, a, you know, a, a great array of clubs here. It's St. Louis back-to-back. It's the Blackhawks. It's the Predators. And Nashville, uh, it's a tough place to play, but Calgary's been playing well there. Chicago, obviously, used to be a house of horrors for them, but uh, not anymore as Chicago's not very good. Yeah. So this road trip, it could be pretty big. And, you know, it starts with that Islander game here on Friday. Yeah, 100%. Totally agree with you. The the Stars matinee game Stars, on, the, yes. on the 14th yep. definitely yeah. looms a little one. bit large. That's yeah. the, the tallest of your competition, without a doubt. The Nashville 14th? one's always interesting. Yeah. Um, but like you mentioned, you got this Islanders game, then in Chicago, and then back-to-back games in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And a banged up Blues team. Very banged up. You should feel pretty good about how these next four games yeah. could go for you. Kind of use it as like the Pacific Division road trip was before the California road trip. Sorry, before Christmas as a as a good leading got, off. Got to solve Ilya Sorokin first. Yes. Uh, locally, both the Hitmen and Wranglers were in action last night. Hitmen continuing a four game 
Saskatchewan road trip in Prince Albert. Game you might have heard right here on Sportsnet 960. Uh, Hitman needed three unanswered on Tuesday to beat Saskatoon 3-2 in overtime. Big story of the night was Hitman netminder Ethan Bonaventura. Uh, he made 42 saves last night. Uh, needed all of them. Hitman win 3-1. Uh, Bonaventura could have been named three-star, all three-stars. He was that good. Huh. They're into Moose Jaw on Friday. Good for him because I went to a Hitman game Sunday. Sunday, mm-hmm. and he let in a bit of a stinker that mm-hmm. ended up being the game winner, so good for him. I did want to mention this as well. The WHL announced today, or yesterday, that Tri-City American Parker forward Parker Bell is the WHL Player of the Month for December, which is relevant because Bell is a Flames prospect. Mm-hmm. He led all WHL skaters with 21 points over the month of December. Damn. Uh, 19 years old from Campbell River, playing out with the Americans, and also wanted to give a little bit of love to AJHL Calgary Canucks captain Justin Barker, who was named the Ford Dealers AJHL Player of the Month for the month of December as well. Oh, Shout yeah. out Justin Barker. Uh, Calgary Wranglers looking to get back in a win column after dropping the first game against Abbotsford on Monday 5-2 on search for some revenge. No scoring in the first. No scoring in the second. The third, however, there was scoring. Uh, three goals from the Wranglers. Brett Sutter opened it up. Matthew Phillips, his 19th, uh, made it 2-0. And then Mitch McLean into an empty net. Baby Flames beat the Baby Nucks 3-0. Wranglers off until Sunday when they welcome the Bakersfield Condors to the Dome. Uh, NHL from last night, just three games. Uh, the old 1995 Stanley Cup final as I live and breathe. It's the Devils in the rings. Uh, Jersey coming in hot. Not so, sorry, not hot. They're coming in not so great. Uh, only 2-6-2 two, and two in their last 10. They've definitely fallen off the peaks they had in October and November. Uh, but could reach the 50-point plateau with a win. Uh, Detroit also fa- falling a bit back to earth since their nice start. Some questions around whether Nico Heischer would play. He did. Oh. And he made an impact. Oh. Hamilton out high. Moves in with a rush. And he scores. I think that was tipped. And I think it's the captain in front. And it's 2 to nothing. Happy birthday, Nico. He's sure nice deflection. Puts the Devils up 2 nothing. Heading into the third. They would continue to pour it on from there. Adding three more. Beating the Wings 5-1. Uh, Devils hit the 50-point mark in game 38 this season. Took them until game 67 last year. I'd say that's an improvement. Yes, that is an improvement. Yeah, that's better, 100%. (laughs) Lightning and Wild continuing their road trip in the state of hockey, taking on the Wild. Uh, Wild's first game of 2023 as they've enjoyed some nice time off. Uh, And did they ever use it to their advantage uh, playing Tampa Bay on the second night of a back-to-back with a 3-1 Wild up late in the second. Lightning fresh off scoring. Felt like this one could get away from Minnesota, but this guy who's had a hell of a year. It's a Wild score. Didn't get the name on that, but it's Sam Steele, who's uh, playing a massive elevated role there in Minnesota with all the injuries they've had to the centers in that uh, in that city there. But uh, Jared Spurgeon takes a shot. Sam Steele, uh, nice and uh, season continues. Make it 4-1. Grill the thrill. Would add an empty netter. His second of the night. Wild drown up the lightning 5-1. to one. Stars and Ducks in La La Land, or rather in uh, the land of Disney. They were in L.A. last night. Uh, <laughs> Stars uh, dropped a 3-2 decision in L.A., uh, but uh, not uh, not the greatest game against the Ducks either. Adam Henrique and Mason McTavish would uh, score in the first, and that's all they needed. John Gibson makes 36 saves. Ducks shut out the Stars 2-0. Uh, Ten games on a Thursday, including four Canadian teams. Six games uh, get the night started at 5 o'clock. Kraken visit Toronto. Uh, Habs, they're back home to entertain the Rangers. Preds and Canes. 
And the Capitals are in Columbus to take on the Blue Jackets. Uh, Blues are in New Jersey, and the Coyotes are in Philadelphia at 7 o'clock on Sportsnet West. The Flames' next opponent, the Islanders, are in Edmonton. Uh, Canucks and Avs go at 8 o'clock as well as the Penguins and Golden Knights. So the Islanders coming in on a back-to-back, so we probably yeah. won't see Ilya Sorokin. May- yeah, yeah, maybe not. That's too bad. Yeah. Mm. Helps the flame. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's okay. We'll get Thomas Christ. That's fine. Uh, Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Golden Knights expected to have Jack Eichel back uh, for this one tonight against the Penguins. And the Bruins are in L.A. at 8.30. Bruins are going to be without Jake DeBrusque for some time. The hero of the Winter Classic out with a fractured fibula. Playing the best career hockey of his career. Yeah, he's been real good. That's too bad. Yeah. Uh, semifinal uh, Wednesday at the World Juniors. We'll get to it here. Canada and the U.S. Biggest rivalry in the sport for a right to play for goal. Yeah, I used Tom Slaughter nice. for this one. Uh, if, uh, if you were hoping for a low event uh, game, it wasn't it. Uh, U.S. was a far better team for the majority of the first period, uh, and they uh, they got out uh, to a 2 nothing lead, silencing the Halifax crowd thanks to Logan Cooley and Kenny Connors. Uh, but just over a little minute, uh, over a minute later, uh, Connor Bedard with his ninth of the tournament would cut that American lead in half, heading to the middle frame. Logan Stankoven would tie it, and then Adam Fantilli would give Canada their first lead of the night. Uh, going up 3-2. Here's the first moment of controversy in this one. Uh, after Fantilli's goal, looks like the U.S. would have the equalizer thanks to Jackson Blake. Uh, made contact in the crease uh, with Thomas Millich. Canada challenges. They win it. Still a 3-2 game. Uh, and yeah, you can't you can't contact the goaltender in the crease in double IHF. It's not how it works. You can't do it. Any bump? Done. Nope. Wave it off. Uh, early third period now. U.S. pressing. Uh, they win a faceoff and uh, Jets prospect Rutger McGrordy gets a shot away. What a name. What a name. Rutger. Rutger McGrordy. It <laughs> looks like he uh, definitely used his stick uh, to push that one in. Push Millich into the yeah, net. A little push shovel. the puck into the net. Yeah. Uh, Canada challenge once again. Goaltender interference once again. Still 4-2 Canada. Uh, that would probably just take the sales out of the Americans. Brant Clark would make it 5-2. And then Joshua Waugh with an empty netter. Oh, makes he was it six. Good, Two man. goals, two assists for the Habs prospect. Canada off to another gold medal game at the World Juniors. Joshua Waugh, the lowest drafted player on Team Canada, mm-hmm. fifth round yep. pick of the Montreal Canadiens, was arguably just as important to that victory yesterday as Connor Bedard in his line. Oh, yeah. Killed a humongous penalty, had the empty netter, was a buzzsaw all game. I, what am I talking about? He plays on Bedard's line. <laughs> but he's been very good and just as important as a guy like Connor Bedard yeah. helping out in different aspects of the game. It so was, it really was nice to see walk. people other than 16 yeah. uh, contribute, and that was massive. Uh, happy birthday, Shane Wright and Brennan Othman. Both have their birthdays today. Wright turns 19, Othman turns 20. I Go can't think gold. of a better, uh, better present than uh, playing uh, Czechia for gold. 4.30 start, and uh, if you weren't following along with Jason Buchla's live blog on sportsnet.ca last night during the game, you're missing out. The perfect thing for those stoppages between play or commercial breaks, he's the best. Yeah. Uh, Raptors and Bucks uh, from Toronto. I uh, might have seen this one on Sportsnet. Raptors coming in a half game back of Washington for that final play-in spot in the Eastern Conference. Oof. Overall, plays in the last month or so not been great. Uh, and they were taking on a finals favorite, those Bucks, led oh. by Mr. Raptors hmm. trailed. That's not right. Close, Ra- though. <laughs> Rap- really good effort. <laughs> Raptors trailed. 90 to 69 at the 313 mark of the fourth quarter. 
They trailed that much. That's bad. Yeah. Scotty Barnes went 0-4 in the first three quarters. That's bad. Mm-mm. But during the fourth and overtime, uh-huh. he scored 19 points. Well, that'll do. So Subway, those bullways. Bull- oh, you bull-way. know the bullway. <laughs> Where'd you get that jacket? <laughs> Always. Subway, stay in your lane. Damn it. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, Raptors. They get, they Is that get, what we're mad about? We're mad at Subway we're Bulls. We're mad at Subway Bulls? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, Bucks. Uh, they sure. didn't get this one to overtime, however. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't enough. Uh, Bucks win 104-101. Uh, fight was the, uh, hasn't been there for so long. They finally showed it a little bit last night. Raptors continue their homestand on Friday, welcoming the New York Knicks. What do they do with this team? It's weird. This is a tough week. I'm thinking, like, if they don't... Turn this thing around. I'm thinking guys like like I'm thinking guys like Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr., possibly on the trade block. Like you could get some good return for these guys, right? Oh yeah, but it's 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 time to maybe do a little bit of a rebuilding a here, a little retool, retooling. Kind of reminds me of the Tampa year, but like I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Um, of course, uh, I wanted to provide another update here on uh, Bill's safety, Demar Hamlin, who remains hospitalized in Cincinnati. Uh, and on Wednesday, he showed some real signs of improvement. Uh, Bill said in a, t- in a statement, Hamlin is expected to remain in the ICU uh, as his health team continues to monitor and treat him. His oxygen levels have improved. Uh, we continue to keep Damar in our thoughts and prayers as we continue to hope for the best. Uh, and this horrible incident has obviously shed a little light on another wise, uh, awful situation as uh, an update on Damar's Chasing M's Foundation community toy drive that he set up to raise money helping families less fortunate during the holidays, with the original goal being set out to be uh, $2,500. Uh, last night, it was encroaching $7 million bucks. Wow. Uh, right now, it is actually just over $7 million. So, it's, uh, yeah, seven, just a little over $7 million that they've raised in uh, about three days uh, for DeMar Hamlin's Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive. Uh, again, hopefully uh, we get some more good news today. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Bills uh, are... Expected to play, of course, this weekend against the New England yeah. Patriots, and the Bengals will play against the Ravens. Yeah, the Bills did open up their facility yep. and had meetings and, and a walkthrough. The players will talk today. There's a, yeah, they didn't talk to the media yesterday, but I believe that there's some expected to speak today. Uh, they are supposed to play the Patriots on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, last I checked last night, last night, you couldn't find any lines on this game, but I kind of want to stay away from it anyways. Yeah, we can't, yeah, um, I think they said they're, yeah, I think we're, we're still, I think they're going to monitor that one probably up until the the very end here. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there's still the, the outside of things, the playoff seating and everything, but that, that obviously is secondary uh, as we keep uh, DeMar Hamlin's thoughts uh, or in our thoughts. Uh, and that is your morning report. Thank you, Patty. The morning report is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave. And 3rd Street in the Southeast. A few moments here. Uh, so I did want to check in on the text line. 960-960. We're asking you this morning. Beating the Americans is as sweet as what? Sweet berry wine. <laughs> uh, Mr. Brule, thank you for dropping by the show. Um, Doug from Innisvale. Uh, well, that's different. He's asking about the different goal differential. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, this one from Dale in Harvest Hills, Canada beating the U.S. is as sweet as waking up on Christmas Day, seeing the Flames win the playoffs, and the Oilers, Panthers, and Blue, Jock- Blue Jackets <laughs> all were not. I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, what else do we have here? Beating the Americans is sweet as American apple pie, slice of cheddar cheese on top, which is, of course, very Yankee. Uh, and then um, this one from Cletus, who... 
took a break from playing his washboard on his patio to text in that it is as sweet as beating the flames in five in the Battle of Alberta. So thanks for listening, Cletus. Appreciate you. How's Brandine? Mm. <laughs> we'll take a break. Uh, Frank Cervalli is going to join us. Talk a little bit about the World Junior game yesterday and um, those two disallowed goals. Get Frank's thoughts. <laughs> and also, we will uh, trade deadlines on the, on the, 59 on the horizon. Days. 59 days. Who's going to move, Frank? We'll just ask him. There's we'll, a new we'll, name on his trade target We'll probably list. narrow it down into a little bit more of a succinct question than that, but we yeah. might not either. We'll find out. Yeah. Frank Cervalli joins us next. Hour 2. Sports on 960 The Fan.